0: Hi, everybody. I'm Peter Travers, and welcome to Popcorn, where we tell you what's happening at the movies. And there is a movie now which is written, directed, and starring my guest Natalie Portman called The Tale of Love and Darkness. This is so much of a movie. There's so much emotional stuff going on in it that I don't want to talk. I want you to talk. So, Natalie, welcome. Thank you. You I've been telling you outside today about uh, people that are acting and then writing and then directing and how their ego gets out of control. So that's (laughs) happened, hasn't it?
1: Completely out of control. You
0: just uh, are just telling people what to do everywhere you go.
1: Yes, I'm bossing everyone around. (laughs) excellent.
0: I really (laughs) like it. Was there any, I know that you started uh, the idea of making this movie, what, uh, when you were three?
1: No, but it was, it was almost 10 years ago, though. Oh, really? Um, because that's when I read the book for the mm-hmm. first time that the film is based on. Um, and when I read it, I just could see the movie in front of my eyes. Of course, it took a long time to write and get rights and money to make it and all of that. So we're
0: here. But Little things like that? No. Yeah. <laughs> Can you say, just for people that have no idea now what this movie is, what it is? Because it's very... One of the best compliments I could pay it is you can't do that in a sentence. (laughs) So I'm (laughs) going to give you three. Thank you. Yeah. Um,
1: Okay, three Mm sentences. Well, it's uh, the relationship between a boy and his mother during the creation of the State of Israel is sort of the the basics. But it's also his sort of coming of age as a writer and her um, sort of disappointment with her immigration because she's left Europe as a refugee and has come to this sort of desert country with a lot of violence. And it's
0: not everything she You think that's she violence there? You think all <laughs> of that is happening? I mean, this isn't just the story of any boy.
1: Yes. It's, it's the story of Amos Oz, who's Amos. one of the great writers of Israel and, and also great political leaders because he's also become a leader of the peace movement, aside from his beautiful writing.
0: While you're You've been thinking about it for set for ten years. Yes. You know, every moment that you get there, that first day on the set, what was it like for you? Were you just yeah. saying, were you frozen and saying, what do I do now?
1: Well, it was it was amazing because it is really you know the realization of a dream. Yeah. So every day you get there, it just feels completely magical and amazing that all of these people are looking to you and asking okay well, what should I do next and then you say something and they do it to help you create your vision it's it's this just kind of incredible generosity it feels from from all of these people who are part of your team and um yeah so it was it was really exciting and
0: wonderful we see Amish when he is what he is eight or ten years old. yeah he's yeah. eight yeah and he basically his world is this mother She's teaching him about words. She's endlessly telling him stories. She's saying, look at the world through me. So Mm -hmm. when there's violence outside, he's seeing it through her. Mm -hmm. And there's a point in the movie where she is disappointed in the way things are going in her life, with Mm -hmm. her marriage and with everything else. Mm -hmm. And he's seeing that, Mm -hmm. too. He's seeing what is almost clinical depression. Am I right? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I mean, you... When you were at Harvard, you were was that your degree in psychology?
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I did study psychology.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but <laughs> you could see this in the movie because you're letting things happen for us to interpret, like mm. this child Amos is doing. Yeah. What does it feel like when you're doing a movie, not just a difficult one mm-hmm. on that sense, but one that isn't answering the audience's questions?
1: That was one of Amos's... Oz's request for me when I first started the film. He said, please don't give any easy answers. And I think that's true of anyone who has experienced depression or has seen someone experience depression or any psychological sort of affliction is that it's not clear cut. It's not totally understandable why. You can't always explain it by external sources. Um, some of it is just something going on chemically <laughs> inside someone's. Part of it is obviously things coming um, at you from life. And it's many things. It's not one thing. Mm-hmm. And it's no one thing. And also, you, as, as the mother says in the, in the movie, she says, you know, you never know another human being completely. We don't even know ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's so true that, you know, we don't always understand why we do the things we do. How could we ever understand why another human being? Well does no, what we're they not standing
0: do. outside of our lives and, yeah. and looking at them and saying that. But what this boy is seeing sometimes is very harsh because the life has gone out of this mother that he adores. Right. And there's a scene in the movie too where you where she is slapping herself. Mm-hmm. She's just, you know, make me snap out of whatever this is, which he can see. Yes. So here you are writing and directing this very crucial book in terms of literature and Israel. And then having to play scenes like that. You didn't cast yourself in a minor role. No. Yeah.
1: No. But it was interestingly helpful to be both acting in the movie and directing it because I think it gave me insight into the character that I wouldn't have, obviously, if I wasn't playing the role, I wouldn't have thought about it in the same way. And I'm sure it changed... The sort of perspective of the film, and also to be in it, I could direct from within a scene. If you change your performance, you can change how the actors opposite you respond, and so that was really interesting to sort of like direct from within, you know, and be able it to yeah.
0: do. We a could scene. do that here too. We yeah. could just start into the whole exactly. answer differently. And we could say, <laughs> "No, I do explain everything. It's yeah. all perfect." You know? exactly. Now, do you would you define it as a political film?
1: Not at all. I mean, the the thing is, is that obviously making something in Israel, you say the word Israel, and it's political think, yeah. because I think everyone, everyone has strong feelings about it, um, which is surprising. Even people with sort of no connection, um, you know, personally to the place, have strong feelings about the the country, the conflict, um, and and so pretty much impossible to make a film that is not political um, about Israel but I think essentially it's a it's a very much a family story and an immigrant story Mm -hmm. and yes of course because it's there it's innately political. Well it's
0: innately but it's you were born in Jerusalem. Yes. Yes. This is very personal. Yes. This is something that you feel so when you've done the last day of shooting And you are then sitting there with what you've done and what you've assembled. What's going on in your head when that's happening?
1: Well, it was really special because, um, you know, it's sort of, it's interesting because I'm from Jerusalem, but I left when I was three. So it really existed in my imagination. And that's kind of great for making a movie because it's something I've been imagining my whole life. The place, what it was like when my grandparents first moved there that wild thing of like what happens when all of these refugees from Europe come and are basically orphaned so you've got this kind of collective trauma but then they're it's a country of young orphans trying to make a utopia together it's mm-hmm. very strange reviving a, a dead language Hebrew which had been spoken as Latin is today of just in sort of religious context and making it a modern language and Oblivious, of course, to the, the people, other people living there and what that would mean if they started a country there. And so it's, it's just kind of such a wild time in history that I've been imagining my whole life. And it's kind of nice to have that history mixed with imagination. Well, I
0: think it is. But I, I think also uh, you have dual citizenship, right? Yes. So how often do you go back?
1: I go at least once a year. Mm-hmm sometimes twice yeah
0: do you feel political about it do you yourself personally have this
1: yes I think it's hard to be from there without it um but it's 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 one of it's been one of the most interesting parts of my life I think and I'm grateful for it even though it's it also is is feels like a burden too because it does you know I, I always when they're talking about like on the red carpet you know they, the women get upset about being asked about their dresses and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, God, like if people could ask me more about my dress and less <laughs> about Mideast politics, <laughs> I'd be like,
0: okay, you know? What, who are you wearing? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Because it. yeah. it's like, yeah, I mean, you, you're from Israel, and literally it's like the first thing anyone asks you is like, what's your stance? And that's an intense thing um, to... To carry
0: with you, because what it is is a personal movie about a family above all things. Yes. But underneath it, you're right. What we're seeing is this sense of Israel. So now that you've done this, you directed before that short film Some in New short York. I, yes. I love you. Is that has the bug bitten you? Is this it?
1: Yes, I'm. I'm really um, interested in continuing to direct and. Um, and also, I love acting still, too. It's nice to kind of be able to go back and forth between the sort of tunnel vision of acting where you can just get lost in a character and, and then directing where you get your mind around so many different facets of the, the making the film.
0: Well, you're also now going to Toronto with yes. another film. Jackie, yes. in which Two films,
1: actually, because Planetarium, this uh, French film I made with Rebecca Zlatowski is a so wonderful
0: Look at you, it just you keeps happening
1: Well, it's very exciting to get to go and show these two films Yes, and Jackie
0: But, Pop- I mean, Harry. what's the pressure of playing her, of playing Jackie Kennedy? It's um,
1: not- <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, a big, it's the first time I've ever played a character that people are very familiar with how they talk and mm-hmm. walk and move and all of that So, that was daunting
0: You're just not making it easy on yourself, are you?
1: Well, I feel like if you know you can do something ahead of time, then there's no reason to do it. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: I've messed up enough that <laughs> I'm no. not scared of it anymore. <laughs> what are those
0: that you're putting in your own bucket of shame? No, no I have no shame don't don't have about sh- it.
1: But I think there's, like, there's a beauty to knowing like, that you fail and there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not like, no one gets hurt. You know,
0: but we kind of live in in uh, an industry Hollywood world now, where every, that's the thing you run away from. You're a woman. That's news yes. to you, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you. For but the t- thing, is, the thing that. is, I'm confirming it. You can't fail that much. Guys basically can screw up three movies <laughs> and uh, still and still get work.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I also think it's part of like just getting up afterwards and doing it again. Mm-hmm. One of the nicest things of having gone through like an award season was they do round tables where you get to sit with other actresses, mm-hmm. which is very rare for us to like get to interact because usually there's like a woman in a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like That's the it. woman <laughs> and or the girl and everyone else is male. So it was really a pleasure. And Amy Adams, who's like the loveliest person, and um, she said something that stuck with me so much about how to be in our job. We have to have very, like, be so vulnerable and have thin skin in our work but then have to have such thick skin outside of it and to be able to maintain the two is so is is really really a a sort of tricky balance because you you have to be able to do it again you've got to be steel on the outside and then you go into work and you have to be mush you know and (laughs) and it's a weird um it's a weird thing to balance
0: have you always had that steel in you
1: Um, Well, actually, they say about Israelis that, you know, they call people who are born in Israel sabras, which is a kind of um, cactus that you eat. Mm -hmm. So the outside is like prickly and the inside is sweet and soft. So maybe it's a cultural identity. That's a nice
0: nice way to be. But when you look, when you said steel, I go back to the first time I ever saw you on the screen in professional. Yes and your child how old are you
1: i was 11 i turned 12 while <laughs> i was making the film
0: and you had steel
1: i did have a little steel yeah. i guess but i think kids i don't know they have it you you do more even as a kid cuz you're kind of i don't know you're completely unself-conscious
0: but when you look back at the work you've done let's now at this advanced age you know it is it's time for <laughs> it's time for you it's uh Would, could you say not what you are th- say 3 movies are that you love the most but the ones you learned the most from?
1: I mean to learn the most from I must say the professional because mm-hmm. your first film you learn everything you pick up everything. Um, closer was a big deal but also right before it, I did Cold Mountain so there's sort of Cold Mountain I had a very small part but I learned so much. I mean Minghella was just
0: Someone we've lost played m- before we should. Yes. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm.
1: really one of the great, great pe- human beings and great directors, and I thought about him and his, w- the way he directed um, as much as anyone else while I mm-hmm. was while I was um, um, shooting. And then Black Swan, absolutely, um, in terms of learning and experience, was, was amazing. Working with Malik too, was, I think, really, really influential, especially I did that right before I directed. And it was so important to just have someone who was completely free of the usual rituals of filmmaking was Mm -hmm. really just did things his own way.
0: All right. So when you go back, let's go back to this to end and say you're looking at the movie you've created. Is there a moment, I'm sure it's a series of moments, it's a whole movie, but a moment when you watch it that just resonates with you and kicks in in terms of who you are, not the director, not Mm -hmm. the actress, not anything, but just who you are when you watch it?
1: Um, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I don't know, I guess it's my kind of, like, dorkiest side but the I really really love language and words and um, the parts in the movie that relate to words are just kind of magic to me you know there's a part um, of the book that I put in the film that has to do with in Hebrew which is this is like biblical Mm -hmm. connections Um, you know human is Adam like the first man Mm -hmm. but that's also how you say human Um, and earth is Adama, and blood is Dam, and red is Adom, and silence is Dumia. And to think that our biblical ancestors 5,000 years ago were connecting the ideas of red and silence is like so beautiful to me. Mm. I mean, that to me is magic, you know, so it's, really (laughs) dorky, but it's it's like, but that's the thing of like, anything that, that really makes, you know, everything kind of magical, um, to me.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, this show, this show always ends in song. Okay. (laughs) Well, it did a hundred years ago when you were here (laughs) and it was difficult for me, but I'm going to ask you something else because you do know Hebrew. Yes. Is there a little bit, even if it's a children's song that you can do a bit of in Hebrew?
1: Um, sure. Um, there's like a seesaw song. I'd like some. Exactly. do, And it goes Nad, Ned, Nad, Ned, Red, Ale, Ale, Vare. Nad, Ned, Nad, Ned, Red, Ale, Ale, Vare. Anyway. I'm all happy now. <laughs> It just means, no, like, see-saw, seesaw, seesaw, up and down, up and down.
0: What's wrong with that? It's way many of us live our lives. now thank you so much. Thank this you was so great. much. This yeah, that was great. <laughs>